Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood REI and welcome our guest, strong and powerful Rogers Healy. Rogers, are you ready to do this? I am ready. Let's do this. And I've never been called strong or powerful, but um, I feel I feel great. So okay. thanks for the ego boost. Yeah, th- th- there it is, man. Rogers is the owner and CEO of the Rogers Healy Companies. They're an organization bringing more personalized services to real estate agents and their clients. Getting excited to have you on. Rogers, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. And I'll jump into the to the personal life, I'm luckily married, and that's a new thing, and so I'm gonna lead with the most exciting part. Uh, my wife's name is Abby, got married in the uh, pandemic. We got married, or engaged last March, married last September, and now we're just cruising along, living our quarantine, uh, married couple, newlywed life, and that's been a blessing. Um, speaking of blessings, I'm a Christian, and that's the biggest part of my life. I, uh, I'm a fan of, of uh, I'm on Team Jesus, and then I also just happen to be in real estate, and so um, yeah, I'm a simple person. I'm, I'm, there's really nothing in, in disguise about me. There's nothing mysterious, and um, yeah, that's it. And my, my, if I could talk about anything throughout the course of the day, it'd be music and not real estate. And so, real estate has kind of just been the uh, the vehicle I've used to go and um, kind of spread the good word of of uh, what I what I believe in. Perfect. Well, congratulations on uh, on, on on being a newlywed. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. You got it all figured out? No. <laughs> but it's a lot more fun to know that you don't have it figured out with a with a partner. Yeah. Versus just flying blind as a single dude, which was kind of my mo forever. But no, but it's life is a lot more. It's more enjoyable, right? And it's like I hate to use this analogy, but we're talking about fraternity. It's like drinking alone. Yeah, you can still drink, but it's like more fun to have a drinking buddy. Mm-hmm. And with life, um, I believe that everyone is meant is born to be loved and love and to love and to have a spouse has made it life just a lot sweeter. Yeah. Amen. And what do you like so much about music? I like everything about music. I think music. Um, I don't know. I've always I don't play. I don't sing. I don't act. I don't dance. Like I don't. Have, I have no artistic talents, but I've just always gravitated toward music um, differently and. I think right now, especially last year, like last year and even now, is such a strange time to be alive that people are lacking unity and leadership and just that feeling of, I don't know, just goosebumps. And I think music gives people the ability to go do that. And I also think it's such a, it's a door opener. And in the world of sales, and I've done this from 40 now, I'm almost 41, and I've been in real estate since I was 21. And I think when you're young, and I look young, I don't anymore, but when I looked young... <laughs> You want to just find a way to connect with somebody very quickly and deflect. And I think part of being a salesperson is if there's something you're not an expert in, you don't want them to ask you about that. So for me, it was like pop culture, sports, or music. And I could trump anybody in music trivia, and it just qualified me differently. And then I was like, man, this is actually this is pretty cool. But yeah, music just means something different to me. And um, my favorite quote is, some people hear music, but the lucky ones feel it. And I, mm. I feel music. I love it. So we're about the same age. I'm, I'm 42, and cool. uh, I, I I also absolutely love music. And I am uh, a little bit different from you in that I can't necessarily sing, but it does not stop me from trying. Um, oh, no, I, I, I will sing. I'll <laughs> face off. 
Okay, nice. Yeah. How 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 have your musical tastes changed uh, as 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 you've gotten a little older? Uh, they haven't. Okay. I, yeah, I don't I don't have a, I mean, I don't know. I collect music memorabilia as well, and so I sh- I should I should sidestep with that to where I have everything from, like the song America, like or be- I have the original lyrics to that. To nice. I, to, but I'm saying to an uh, Eddie Van Halen smoked cigarette, mm-hmm. so. I can appreciate all genres of music, but I think that like any true collector, like your favorite piece is your next one. And anybody who masters a trivia topic, you know, there's always something you don't know. And so for me, it's just about diving deep and I don't know, just learning about the songwriter or the stagehand and stuff like that. But no, I'm, I'm an equal opportunist when it comes to music. Awesome. Well, yeah. I love it, man. So you've been you've been very successful in the real estate market, and although that might not be the number one thing that you want to talk about, we should probably squeeze in some of it. So <laughs> I'd love to help however I can. Talk about anything. You're in Texas. I'm in Arizona, and uh, it seems like people are moving to these two states more than yeah. than maybe ever. Yep. And I work in in finance, and yeah. when you look at the stock market booming. Bitcoin booming. I think some people worry about buying things when 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 they're really too high. What are your thoughts on when, when you're coaching people about trying to time a market? We all know we're not supposed to, but you have thoughts on that? Uh, sure. So I'm not a finance guy, and uh, I'm I'm envy of people enviable of people like you because I I am never comfortable buying or selling something I can't touch and see. But you know we do residential and commercial real estate here, and we're based in Dallas, Texas, for everybody watching. Uh, but we're we work everywhere. But as far as the timing, I I would never buy a home personally for my wife and me now, with the anticipation of making money. I would buy a home because it makes us feel like we're home. And again, not to draw the parallel to like falling in love or like when you hear. I don't. What's your favorite song ever? If you had to have one song and repeat forever, what would it be? I'm asking. Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Wow, okay. Wow, Bruce Springsteen in some recent trouble, but he's, he's, he's coming back out of it. They, they pulled that Jeep ad. Thunder Road, fantastic song. Mine is The Weight by the band, mm. right? It's like when you hear Thunder Road, you're just like, oh. You feel like you're home, right? And then when I met my wife, first time I met her, I was like, that's it, game over. That's the feeling you should have when you walk into a house you're going to live in, even if you're going to live there for three years. And so I think that in life, logic normally trumps uh, emotion, but I think that there's an intersection, especially in residential real estate, even with work, right? Like commercial real estate's emotional, whether people want to admit it or not. Like this is where I'm going to go spend more time than I've ever spent in my life. I better like it. And so... As far as the right time to do it, the right time is always just based on the right time. And I think that there's a lot of different angles that realtors can play right now where like interest rates are low, people are moving here, supply and demand, whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, you shouldn't make a decision to purchase a home based on just being able to sell it back. And I think that's why like I'm freak I can't believe I'm married, right? And I thought I'd be single forever because I was like the unsellable piece of real estate and it just goes to show (laughs) for real that there's a buyer for everybody Uh, 
And, and, and so in, in our world, the short answer is, is I think now more than ever people, and again, no offense to your industry, but people are going to cling to something that they can actually see. And, you know, obviously we've seen everyone that has a brain knows what's happened with like GameStop, Bitcoin, the new craze is virtual real estate, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life, but there's dumb enough people that are going to go do it. And if enough dumb people make enough money from that, the other dumb people that have no money are going to lose all their money, those other dumb people, and then it's like, boo, 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 and then the music's going to stop. And that gives people like me additional job security. So, um, yeah, long-winded answer, but the best time to buy, buy real estate, the saying goes, buy real estate and wait, don't wait and buy real estate. Hmm. But I think there's great times to buy potential investment on emotional property, and that's normally when other people can't sell it or can't afford it. With that being said, right now in places like Dallas, Phoenix, anywhere in Florida, North Carolina, Utah, and Nevada, a good deal is a deal. Like a good deal is literally getting your name on a contract that 50 other people are trying to get. So it's just, I guess it's in the pitch, but it's also on paper, it makes sense. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I don't really want to know about this virtual real estate right now, Rogers, but I'm going to have to look that up because I've, 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 I've not heard of that. So It's every bit as stupid as you would think. <laughs> I, I, I love it. So yeah. working in, um, in, in an industry where there are a lot of us, if you're a financial advisor, there's a lot of us. If you're a real estate agent, a realtor, there, 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 there's a lot of you. And I know that a big part of your work is helping to um, help agents and their clients just um, kind of kind of improve the experience. So, how do you think about that? How how, how do you think about differentiation, if that's the right term? Um, let me see if I can say this eloquently. <laughs> um, the people with the most, the people with the widest net, have the most opportunity. Let me put this in business terms. Um, whoever's the most well known has the most opportunity. Whoever's the most well known and the most well prepared has the most referrals. And I think that in this world, and that was not said like a true college graduate, so you can edit it and make me sound smart. <laughs> but I, I think that it's an oversaturated market, whether you're a car salesman, a real estate salesperson, a wealth manager, whatever. The difference between what you do and what I do is it's a lot harder to be qualified, to actually get licensed to do what you do, where you can be 18 and be an American citizen and eventually pass your test like me. But I think it's adding value to people's life. And, and, and my splash on the scene at the beginning was just being memorable. And like I was a type A straight dude in real estate where it's like back in 2001, it was like my mom's friends. So people were talking, right? And I'd get a lot of opportunity and then I'd crap the bed because I was just obsessed with lead generating. And I didn't go and focus on the B through the Y. I would be a rock star with getting the doors open and I would close some and then had no systems. Right. Um, but I just would focus on that. And I think that what we have now that's powerful as a company is we've got systems in place while we still have the personality marketing. And when you do that and you go up against people that don't have just kind of our makeup, it's, it's, it's dangerous to where our biggest problem now is, is maintaining the relationships after we open them because we want people to know it's sincere. So it, it's hard. Um, more realtors now than there ever have been, ever. Uh, the job market sucks, which means if you're a realtor now, you can't just do it as a hobby. You have to actually make money. So just if you succeed right now, then then you're you've got something special about you. Damn, I appreciate that. Yeah. So in terms of, I like to think and talk a lot about 
about values. And Rogers, you and I are both members of the Sigma Chi fraternity, and it's a values-based organization. How do you think about values as, as you apply? I know that you mentioned that you're a, you're a proud Christian, and but how, 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 how do you look at your business, your relationships? Um, how, how do you think about values? I mean, it's, I don't really have to think about it. You know, I was raised by the greatest parents ever, and there, you know, there's not enough money in the world to sell out for compromise. And, you know, I think that, again, like the evolution of leadership is an overwhelming one where I, I know I was very involved in the fraternity and simply because of the fact that I had the opportunity to be involved, where up until that point, you had to be, even though you had to get elected in the fraternity, but there wasn't like a dirty work job in high school, right? If you run for something in high school and you fail, like I did every time, you're humiliated. But like in, the, in a fraternity or in a club in college, there's always that one position that no one wants to do. And I did that. And then I ended up becoming like rush chair and all these kind of things, which was fun. But I it, like having people count on you is fuel. And with us, I, to kind of come full circle with what you asked me, I never want someone to question. I've never had anybody question what we stand for. And I think that just because that's in large part because of leading by example, but also I've put people in place over here that are just damn good people. And when you have that, there's never that question as I wonder if they teeter, which people do, right? When you can make a lot of money and you can do like one thing like against the against the grain that's illegal and you just hope you don't. That's not a good way to live. Uh, but I've seen people do it and I've had to remove people from the company because they put money over, uh, you know, over reputation. So, yeah. And then the Sigma Chi thing, which two grown ass dudes talking about Sigma Chi is not a normal thing, but I can appreciate it. <laughs> But, I, but I, I learned a lot from the fraternity, and I took it very seriously. And I'd never had anybody in my family in a fraternity. I didn't understand it. But if someone told me, like, this is what we stand for, I'm like, great, I'm in. And if I give somebody my word and I'm going to be loyal to them and I want the same loyalty in return, I think that's just what leadership is all about is, like, I, I see your Seth Godin book, but, like, Simon Sinek, too. Like, a big part of leadership is empathy. And if you've been on both sides of it, it makes it a lot easier to be empathetic. Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate that, and I do. I think I think empathy is is such an important thing. Um, as as your business has has grown and if you've taken on more and more more and more employees, has has your leadership style changed? Yes, is my short answer. My intentions have never changed, and I think that it. it, it short answer is yes, but I, I think that. As someone who was historically a failure, didn't really have a lot of people looking up to him to go and be put in a place where like ego, it's hard to have your ego not run it. And I had to get humbled a few times. And I believe that's part of my Christian faith is like you just are put in situations where you make or break. And I, I made it through it. Uh, but yeah, you know, and I think that the beginning too, like I could go and like sit and look at all these awards like, oh my God, it's like, it's not about me. So I had to like remove words like I and use we. I had to say the team I, the company I built to our team. It's like just, it's psychological, but it's true. And I think that when you do that, you don't like. I used to build things like a like straight up like a pen, and I would just build it, and then uh, every two years, oh my god. And then I was like, all right, I need a foundation. If you put foundational leadership in place and you invest in human capital, people want to grow with you because they believe in it. 
And so, yeah, I've learned how to be a different kind of leader, but my objectives were the same since day one. I just had to be a little bit more intentional with how I conveyed the sincerity of it. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And we talked a little bit about how when you were getting started um, as as a realtor, you were awesome at business development, right? And and, and, yeah. and, and getting the client, but then oftentimes, and I, I'm, we're cut from the same cloth on that one. I was very much a great prospector for new clients, but client service and even the planning part, I wasn't awesome at. Yeah. And talking about building things like a pen, it will sort of fall over because the foundation yeah. wasn't very strong. Yeah. Um, but again, it... it I think that's what makes me a great leader too, is that like I can go be like, hey, I sucked at this, or, <laughs> but I completely screwed up. And I think people like that where a lot of people in my position or in positions way more elevated than me, they know no, they know no fault. And when you grow up, literally people telling you no and that you're not great at something, you get used to that. Where the surprise for me was when I started finding success. And when we would crumble and fall, not literally, but when something catastrophic would happen, I'm like, oh, that's what's supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen that way. But when you go through it a couple times, it numbs you to where when something that most people would freak out about is not that big of a deal, you press on. And I think that, you know, God was preparing me for whatever the hell last year was. And when the rubber met the road and I was like, okay, this is actually really bad, we grew. Like the company tripled in size from May of last year until December. Awesome. And I, but I think it's because we had a great leader. We had a, a great leadership team, and I was ready to go and just power through. You know, kind of the, the mud and the muck. I love it. Well, Roger. But I love it now. Yeah. I love it over. <laughs> yes. Well, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Uh, very simple. Outwork everybody else. That's it. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets come on. Come on. Outwork everybody else. Let's 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 not complicate things. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? The internet. Google me. I'm kidding. No, you can you can find us I mean, my first name is Rogers with an S, my last name's Healy, H E A L Y. Social media, our website, um, YouTube, we're everywhere except for like TikTok, I think, because someone stole my name on TikTok. So if you're following Rogers Healy on TikTok, I actually, that's not me. I'm not a noodle maker in the Philippines like this dude, Rogers Healy. Um, and so if you get a message from him, it's also not me because I'm married. And I've had people reach out to me. So yeah, re- reach out to us however we, however we can help. We'd love to do it. Love it. If you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Rogers your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Put Rogers Healy into your favorite internet machine and uh, see what comes out, so long as it's not a noodle maker somewhere far across the world. You think I'm kidding? Think, no. You think, <laughs> you think I'm kidding? But there's a guy named Rogers Healy who has made a lot of money selling noodles because they thought it was me. But okay. the, joke, the joke is on the people buying the noodles. Yeah, very well. Well, thanks again, yeah. Rogers. Okay. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.